Hello, hello. Hi. Oh, I like the voice. <laughs> have you done uh, Have you done voice work? I have a voice reel. I haven't been fortunate enough yet to book a voiceover job. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. We can talk about all this stuff, right? Whatever you want, yeah. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> That's what I want. Is that your birth name, by the way? Mallory? Stanley. Oh, Stanley. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it? I mean, because yeah. it's so perfect. Is it really? It works. It rolls you know, off. You know what's funny is when I was a kid, I hated my name, my first name in, in particular, we, because. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me about it. Uh, my first name in particular, because it was so different, right? And when you're a kid, you don't really like being different. But now as an adult, it's be- become more of a common name. But I'm so happy that that's my name because I would not have wanted to be Rachel, which is the name that I said <laughs> when I was a kid. When I turned 18, I was going to change it to. <laughs> Wait a second. So your name is Mallory Stanley. Yeah. Right there, by the way. <laughs> I don't want that to get missing. And of course, Josh Carey here with you. Welcome to the program, The Hidden Entrepreneur. So good to see you to be seen. No longer hiding. You know the deal. Mallory, so your name, Mallory Stanley, we just established that is your birth name. But so growing up, you you did not like it. And you said, when I am 18, which was what? Uh, last last month, right? You turned 18 exactly. last month? Exactly. Wow. wow, you're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, you turned 18. when? So, so you thought all growing up, it, it was the name Mallory that you did not like? I just, yeah, I didn't like that it was so different. I mean, I grew up in a super small town where everyone knows everyone. So no one had the name Mallory. And you felt like the spotlight is on you. I'm different. I'm the odd one out. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you're already insecure in so many other ways. So. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and just for the record, all the kids out there, that goes away when you become 18. When you become 18, you're no longer insecure. So... That's inaccurate. Right? Oh, it is, right. <laughs> but right, so we all are insecure as a kid and most of us well into our 40s. Still. I mean, we all have insecurities, I think, that yeah. last our, the entirety of our lives, unfortunately. Yeah. So you were insecure as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were like, not Mallory, I want to be Rachel. Why Rachel? Was it was it Friends influenced? It 100%. Was it? I idolized Jennifer Aniston. I thought she was amazing. So I was like... <laughs> Rachel's the perfect name. Right. And then that will make me feel whole and complete. Uh, no, not so much, but at least I wouldn't feel out like an outcast yeah. because of my name. <laughs> wow. I think Mallory, how do you feel about it today? Oh, I love my name. You, you I, do. Lo- yeah. I love that it's different. No one spells it the way that I do. Spell it. M-A-R-U. How do you spell it? It's M-A-L-E-R-I-E. If you go anywhere and you have like those little name tags or yeah. trinkets or anything with the name Mallory, it's consistently M-A-L-L-O-R-Y. Mallory. Mm, oh, but your parents. <laughs> My mom knew what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, Valerie with an M. That's how it should be. It's 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 really wonderful. So you you were like, when I'm 18, that's it. I can legally change it. So what happened on your 18th birthday? Because as I know, you're still Mallory. You know... I don't I think I can even recall where where or what I was doing on my 18th birthday. No, but I mean, like, why did that dream subside? Oh, I mean, as I got older, I think I, I learned to embrace it. And I had other insecurities that were far worse. So I didn't need to focus on the name. <laughs> like what? Uh, you know, growing up with weight issues and things like that. I was never this, you know, like when you're a kid, it's not always the best not to be 
super skinny and have, you know, be, have a curvier figure and mm. kids are cruel as we all know. So, and I'm asking as someone who has spent decades uh, insecure and then all the other adjectives that go with it and emotional issues that accompany that, um, where are you on the scale of insecurity and uh, evolving from those those days? I mean, you know, now it's it's mountains different. You know, the difference mm-hmm. is is crazy, but... I still struggle with insecurities as, as I think we all do, but, but it was really, really challenging growing up, especially in my teens. That was really hard. Mm. Um, but you know, every single year we get to know ourselves a little better and we grow and we love ourselves a little bit more, hopefully. And that, that has definitely been the case for me. So you have, um, you could easily be labeled as an entrepreneur. You have uh, many, many, some multiple businesses that you're involved in. You have an event planning side. I do. You have an upscale bartending side. I do. <laughs> and you're an actor. I am. Yeah. I, I Entrepreneur is definitely, I think, the, the right title. I'm a very ambitious, driven individual. I love it. Uh, we... Um, we were talking briefly, and when I got the head headphones on, I I heard your voice in another way, and I said, "Have you done Have you done voice work? Because it <laughs> seems like it's right there." Tell me. I I would absolutely love to. I have not been fortunate enough to book voiceover work. I have auditioned for a few different things, and unfortunately, I wasn't what they were looking for. But voiceover work is something I would absolutely love to do. To see myself as a cartoon or a character on screen and have my voice be the voice, that would be amazing. Give us, give us a little, a little taste. A little taste? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. I did, um, I did a, an ad, I did an ad for like a barbecue thing and I did a, a Southern accent. So I talked like I was going out to an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> and what about a cartoon character? What would you create for oh, that? Those are tough, actually. Those are actually extremely challenging. I tried to do like a quirky character or something like that. Yeah. And I, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. That's probably the one I struggle with the most. Yeah. I do like more of like the soothing voice or like the country accent, things like that. But yeah, cartoon characters are challenging. So you, how do you balance the, the, the lanes that you're in? How do you wake up and know what what you're going to be focusing on? I mean, I'm always kind of scattered and all over the place. It's always doing 10 different things in one day, but I, I find that that makes life really exciting. I've never really been one to, I was, I worked a nine to five, of course, for like night for a very long time, 13 years. And I was completely miserable. <laughs> it was very soul sucking. Um, and what I learned was that even if I have to take on, 20 different things and and struggle for a while it was worth the risk to leave that and and do what I'm doing now and I, it's extremely rewarding so I, I don't mind doing a lot of different things and usually it's it can be a little overwhelming at times but I I find that it's okay to juggle a lot of things how you oh, so you have the confidence that's necessary today. We already established that wasn't always the case. What did you have to do to get to a more confident place? Um, you know, I, sometimes I feel like in life, things kind of accidentally fall into your lap. Like the whole event planning thing kind of just fell into my lap. It was very coincidental. And once I started working in that field, it gave me more confidence to pursue other avenues and other fields 
that maybe I had put on the back burner for a while. So sometimes it's it's really chance. But I, I think when you start to see like the progress and, and how well you're doing in one area, it pushes you to do that in other areas as well. Mm. And you've never... You've never spoken on a show like this, you were saying. This is my very first podcast interview, which is so exciting because I love podcasts, but and I've always wanted to do one, but I just never, I, I have had opportunities, but I didn't take them. And um, yeah, so this is, this is my very first. So Josh <laughs> Carey comes along and you're like, I will take this opportunity. Absolutely. I mean, no, I, I, <laughs> why was this the right time? I hadn't actually heard of you before this, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't expect you to have, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, I looked at your stuff and I looked at, you know, I, I thought it was a, and it was an interesting, interesting approach to doing most podcast interviews that I've been offered were not about, um, segueing into like my career side it was more like you know let's talk sex let's talk um oh you know I mean partying you know I mean they're and they're all fun and they're great and I have no problem talking about those but none of them really piqued my interest I guess enough so let's talk sex and let's let's talk partying has not piqued your interest that's, that's crazy I mean I have no problem talking about any of those things but I I just uh, but I'm not you know I, I'm not gonna get on your show and you know talk about sex and partying. right right but can we talk about sex and partying sure oh <laughs> what would you oh. like to talk about I don't know sex and partying what about it I mean well those are both pretty non-existent for me at the moment <laughs> <laughs> It's taken the turn, Jeremy. It's taken <laughs> the turn. Remember that turn we spoke about? This is it. So they're non-existent. No sex, no partying. Well, partying is very far behind me. <laughs> I mean, mm. I don't want to sound like an old lady, but yeah, I, you know, I'll go out for drinks with friends, but that's pretty much the extent of it. But yeah, no, I've been single for actually pretty much the majority of my entire life. Mallory. Mm-hmm. Right? Where? Why? You, you, why do you think that is by, uh, by know, choice? Well, How does this conversation go? Of course, it's certainly a choice, but you know, I think I made a lot of poor decisions when I was young as far as, you know, trying to date men that clearly were not right for me, but I had my daddy issues and my insecurities. And then as I got older and I was ready to meet somebody, it was more like, juggling 20 things, being an entrepreneur, focusing on work, being all over the place. So not always having enough time to dedicate to that part of my life. So if I caught part of that, um, uh, a, a, a relationship in your earlier past screwed things up? Uh, yes. So, I mean, I my father was non-existent. So he bailed when I was a, a, an infant showed up randomly when I was 11 years old and uh that just you know it messes with you you have um mm. separation anxiety I always would you know sort of leave when things got started to get serious I'd always, I would just bail so that I didn't get left first you know um so I probably wow. missed some opportunities with some great guys that when I was younger, but then as I got older, I was able to understand and acknowledge that. Yeah. But now it's just really, it's hard to meet people. Yeah, and um, I, I really appreciate you acknowledging that. It, it makes sense that there are things that have, have stung us 
in in the past and who wants to feel stung so we we do things to avoid to sabotage to protect in a sense right you think you're protecting yourself but you're also (laughs) self-sabotaging You're right. They're they're the two sides of the same coin, perhaps, because you can't have one with the other without the other. Absolutely. Oh my goodness! So we shouldn't uh, protect. We shouldn't self sabotage. We should explore, open up, invite yeah. in. I mean, I think you always have to be open, right? There's always the possibility that it's not going to work out. That you're going to get your feelings hurt. That you made the wrong choice, but. I think without being open, you're closing yourself off to opportunities that may work out. That may be the right opportunity. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a very open person and I'm open to meeting somebody, hopefully, but mm. I'm just not really looking for it. What kind of person are you looking for? Um, you know, I think that ambition is very sexy. Obviously, it's one of the things that I carry in myself. So someone ambitious, someone who's a goofball, who's not afraid to be silly because... I am a total goofball. Outside of the professional side, I am a smart ass, funny, you know, I, I don't take myself seriously. Um, so, you know, just someone who's ambitious and fun and a joy to be around. I love the goofball idea. I've yeah. had my um, my moments of, uh, of goofball quite, quite often, it seems. And there, there, there is always a um, sort of like a governor in my head telling me when to like, you know, like, oh, you're, you, it's, it's a little much. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a, a time where th- there is always a time for play, if, you know, slash goofball, slash not taking yourself too seriously, that I think people will not even for themselves allow themselves this, this emotion, which I think is quite necessary for, for balance, maybe. Now, granted, I've... Um, I've gone on that, that goofball side, like almost exclusively where there is no balance of more seriousness, maturity, professionalism. So there's a, there's, there's, there's a balance you gotta, you gotta find. Absolutely. But I think, you know, the letting loose and not taking yourself seriously is extremely important, especially for those of us who spend the majority of our time working and working our asses off. Can I say that? Yes. (laughs) Um, you know, first of all, that was like the fourth curse you've said. Is it really? For, eh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all I good. Do, <laughs> I do curse like a sailor. It gets much worse when I drink. Um, right. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really important to have a balance of both. You know, we've got to have our, our serious side, but we also have to let loose and have a good time. And you have found um, a balance? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like I say, you know, most people who, when I tell them how many jobs that I have and what I do, their first question is, when do you have time for yourself? When do you do, like, how do you date? No wonder you don't date. Mm, um, mm, which, first of all, we don't like hearing, do yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> Not the thing to say. <laughs> I'm like, mind your business. I know. <laughs> right. Like, I just asked for a coffee. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you know... I totally lost my train of thought. I know. <laughs> it's okay. We were talking about a balance and yeah. you work. Yeah. And then people say, this is why uh, you haven't settled down yet. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. But I, you know, it's, I, I do make time to have, you know, hang out with friends and, and make time for myself. Whenever I have one of those extremely rare days where I can just sit on the couch all day, literally all day and watch Netflix. Those are like the best days. We have those days, huh? Yeah. Very rarely, but Yes. 
Wow. They they come they come along once in a while, once in a great while. <laughs> That's good. So you've been in the um, event side uh, for a while as well. Uh, worked under someone, learned the ropes, then opened up your own thing. Um, tell me about a uh, sort of a demographic that you don't ideally like working with. Whew. You know, every group has its challenges. It's it's, but the one that I I did actually almost consider not doing anymore. There was a, there was a time where I was teetering the line of deciding whether or not I was going to move forward doing events for children. Um, and that is not to say that I don't like kids. I have two nieces. I love them, but I do not have children myself. And I do think that that plays a factor because maybe my patience is not the same as someone who has kids. That's, I think that's a fair assumption. Um, but you know, when it comes to children's events, it's, Anything can really happen, and if it can, it usually does. So they would get out of control. Uh, we had an event where kids would not listen to us, and they had these basketball uh, video games, and they actually threw one up at the ceiling and broke a panel in the ceiling. <laughs> so we had to take the, the balls away. You know, it's just things like that. There was a lot of – with kids' parties, it was just very overwhelming. So I hit a point where I was actually going to stop doing them. But one thing that I really learned from – the coordinator that I was working under is that you cannot assume that you're taking on the role of being the parent, but because the, most of these events, mm. the parents just drop the kids off and they're like, you are the parent, take the kids. But, um, it was just, I had to really be like, okay, you know what? They're going to go wild. They're going to go crazy. I can only do so much and I cannot let it affect me so much. And so I had to let that go. And once I did, I was able to continue and it wasn't as stressful. Do you want kids? I do not. <laughs> Take your time. Think about it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I, do. I do not. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. And it's funny cause I have, I have yeah. girlfriends who were like, please, you'd be the best mom. And I'm like, it's not about that. Yeah. I think I would be a great mom if I'm being honest, but yeah. I am one of those people who just does not believe I need children for my life to be fulfilled. Fair. Great. So in other words, um, nothing is drawing you to that end, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I would love to be married mm -hmm. and have a lot of animals. Right. I'm a huge animal lover. Um, and I love my nieces. They are amazing. I love hanging out with them, spoiling them, and giving them back, you know? Mm. <laughs> I just, I, I want to travel and live my life 100% for me. And if yeah, I were, you can't with kids. No. no and no. if I were to have kids, I would give everything, my heart, my soul, oh, pour everything into my kids. And I just don't want to live my life that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want it for myself. And I want it for me. No, yeah, I know. No, and I, a lot of people, I've actually been told before when I was dating a guy that that was very selfish. Yeah, well, you and know, I, I, I know. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. selfish. Yeah, he's calling. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It, yeah. it never makes sense. Uh, the the acting side, um, you know, I've, I've also spent uh, 15 years on new, in, in, in New York pursuing that. I've, looking back on my career, it was, it was quite evident for my journey that I went into that because I was seeking the external validation. Right? Oh, the, interesting. Okay. The approval, the applause. I'm on stage. Just like me. Well, of course, you know, as performers, we have that urge and need to perform. But 
if I'm breaking it down, there was that. Any, any reason you can identify that drew you to this medium? Um, you know, I think maybe as a kid, I, well, as a, as a child, I loved being the center of attention. And I think certainly there might've been other not so great factors that contributed to that. But as an adult, I just really love the craft. I love stepping into the shoes of someone who's completely unlike myself. You know, I, I find that usually I get cast as the, the bitch, you know, <laughs> the, the not so nice girl. Um, how do you play that? Good. You play it well. I, I feel like I, I have a natural, I guess I have a natural knack for it, but that, <laughs> but that's not who I am yeah. as a person. Um, you know, but for, but it's always really just exciting and fun to pretend to be someone that you're not. I think it's just really fun. And I, I love the idea of, I still have yet to book a really gory horror film, which is something that I'm, I'm really hoping to do soon because I just think, you know, all of the effects, all of the costumes, the makeup, everything that makes film what it is, is just so exciting. And I want to delve into every part of it. I've also actually worked in production. I've directed and produced and written and started my own web series. So I love the production side too. Like I love being the director, being in control from behind the cameras too. So I, I love all aspects of it. Being in control. I just heard this. Are you a control freak? <laughs> no. You're not. No. No. Maybe a little bit. I might have a, I might have a little control freak in me. I, if I have, if I think that something could be done better, I would like to be in control of it. So you're a control freak? <laughs> Possibly. I, like I said, like on a low level. On a low level. Yeah. I thought it was, for me, I always thought it was all or nothing, but I'll give you a low level. I think it's low level. That's low level. I can let somebody else take over, but I, I think that, the, the exciting part of directing for me was that often when I would work on projects and I would be watching, overseeing, you know, production and I'm an actor, I would see the guidance and I would see something that I felt would make it more impactful, make it better. But I couldn't speak up. It's not your place. You're just mm. the actor. So when I got to be in charge and say, like, have the vision yeah. and know exactly what I wanted and be able to make someone do not make direct them to do mm -hmm. <laughs> what I wanted. It's 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 a great position to be in. Creativity. Yes. Creating. Go. Go. What do you mean? What about it? We like being creative. We, we are creative. We appreciate creativity moments. Yeah. I mean, creativity is, it's in my blood. I think some of us are just born that way. We have some people who are very, I have a friend of mine who's worked as a accountant and she's very good at it. She makes excellent money. And she just recently hit a wall and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm very good at it. I've been doing it forever. And I've been happy making all this money, but now I'm just going to take a break because I don't know what I want to do. But I think when you're creative, there are so many outlets and so many things that you know that you might want to do, that you might want to dabble in. And for me, it started with acting, then it went into dance, then it went into singing and songwriting, um, and then into events, then to owning a bartending company. I mean, there's so many outlets to be creative and I love dabbling in so many different things that let me use my creative outlets. Wow. Ooh, it seems like you've really um, helped your act along over these years. Pun, probably intended. <laughs> but really, like from, from, from what I've learned, where you came from and 
the insecurities of from the very beginning of your name and was that um going back to that was that something that others sort of helped you feel insecure about or, or did you fully embrace that the name oh the name no i don't i don't it was all you i don't recall anyone else having an issue with my name i think that was just my own hang up because i it seemed out of place so different like i said it was like an everyone knows everyone town where yeah. where there's Katie, Sarah, Amy, no one had a different name, you know? So it just, it made me feel isolated in that way, which I already, I, and again, I already felt isolated in other ways. Cause actually if I'm tapping back into the father thing, my mom, uh, has, we, there's three of us. There's me, my sister, and my brother, my brother and my sister share the same father who is still actively in their lives. But my father, I was the only child that had, so they're half siblings, right? But so I always felt a little isolated in that way too. Oh, because you're the only child there? Right. Wow. And they had their father. He was in their lives and mine was MIA and I was kind of on my own. And I also look nothing like them. They look similar. So it was, there, were a, there were a lot of factors. Yeah, isolation. It's a, um, it's a tough, it's a tough pill. It is, yeah. And it doesn't go away unless you can find a way to have it go away. Yeah, I mean, I my way of coping, and I my sister actually brought this up to me recently. She told me, you know, it was painful that you weren't close to us and mm. you sort of adopted your friends as your family. And I said, well, you know, those were the people that I felt were my family because I kind of felt like I was on my own. Mm. You know, so I created this family. My friends were my family. And it did kind of, um, you know, create a distance between my brother and my sister, but I felt like they also had this really strong bond. They were five years apart and my brother was 10 years older than me. We're all five years apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and my brother just like wanted nothing to do with me when I was a kid, but he was dealing with his own stuff is, is, is how he explains it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they had this really tight connection and he, loved my sister, but I, I didn't have a connect, a strong connection with either one of them closer to my sister, but not as much, you know, as I would have liked to. Yeah. I can relate. I have two older brothers, six and nine years older than me. So very similar things. Age gap is. Yeah. And they, they weren't my, uh, you know, much in my life by the time I was what, seven, the, you know, eight, nine, they were, they were out of the house. Right. Older. And so I felt isolated and then you just, uh, unless you get it in check, it could it could easily spiral, and then oh, you have sure. to find your coping mechanisms. What were yours? I mean, I think you know, coping mechanisms for me were definitely my my friends were all I we loved like we loved each other like family. My they my, helped. My girlfriends were my sisters. Um, I did struggle when I was fourteen to sixteen and dabbled in some bad drugs and things like that. Those were my ways of coping. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's all a learning process. And as you get older, you, you grow and you learn, but yeah, I mean, I think that the solid friendships that I had established really helped me a lot. Yeah. Where do you go from here? What's next? What's your vision? Where's your next path? Uh, you know, I always tell people when, when I get asked that kind of question and it, it still rings true today is Ideally, I just want to be doing things for work. I just want to be working full time to doing only things that bring me joy. And, you know, I would like to be financially comfortable so that if I, at the drop of the hat, want to travel for three months, I can. And, 
and, you know, hopefully eventually meet Mr. Right to, to tag along with me. But yeah, I mean, really, it's just, I just, I just want to enjoy life and be comfortable and be doing things that I love. Well, this is amazing. Uh, I happen to love this conversation. I think you are wonderful. I'm so glad that you're first, right? Yes, my first. And thank you. I've, I've loved every minute of being here. You're so easy to talk to. So it's really easy. And I've enjoyed it a lot. Likewise. Thank you. You're beautiful inside and out. Thank you. Thank you for um, allowing this to be your first. That I'll, I'll wear that now forever because nobody <laughs> could take that away from me. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. We're out! We did it! Woo!